to another exciting episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mash Cast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with the scourge of Iron Forge and games industry public defender Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yes, welcome to Mash Cast number 153. Uh, how you doing, Nick? I I've been having kind of a crappy weekend. My lawnmower won't start. I've been having some problems with my car. But the one thing that I've found I found relief and joy in is the button on Reddit. I've read about it. Actually, I didn't read about it. I saw something post my post about it, but when I saw that Reddit was involved, I just ignored it. <laughs> no, I just keep watching this thing, and it's it's what it, it's a it's a little button with a timer. It's trying to count down from sixty, and anytime anybody presses it, and every Reddit account created before april 1st gets one press anytime anybody presses it the button resets to 60 and then depending on how much time is left on the timer when you press it you get little flare of a different color so there's this whole community that's developed with the people who want to press the button the people who don't want to press the button the people who want the best flare the people who don't want the worst flare it's it's an interesting social experiment i am firmly in the the non-presser camp so hashtag gray pride <laughs> okay and, so, uh, hey, I'm assuming you haven't pressed it. Now. I have not pressed the button, no. I will not press the button. I want to see what happens when it gets to zero. Probably nothing. Probably nothing, but, yeah, this is, it's, it's interesting. It's impressive. It's been going on now for, what, four, over four days, five days. That's over 600,000 people have pressed it. And it still rarely gets past 50 seconds. Within the first 10 seconds, somebody presses it again, which... I don't know. I don't know when this is going to stop. There's a whole bunch of people waiting till it gets down to under 10 seconds to start pressing it. So there's a whole, what, the the, the, the Red Guard and the Knights of the, the Red Order or something. So, yeah, it's it, 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 it's, 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 it's a crazy social experiment. I'm enjoying it. Okay. Well, the rest of us have been playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So what have you been playing? <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, before we get into our news bites, I wanted to take a moment and talk about <laughs> the, the uh, Spotify integration into PS4 and how it is one of the greatest things that has ever happened to the PlayStation 4. It is awesome. It's funny because I just started using Spotify. I, I mean, I had a Spotify account. like I think I made one like four months ago. Used it once. Never really used it again. Then I, I, I was primarily a Pandora user, and Pandora is great and all, but like the the selection of music is, is dwarfed by Spotify selection of music. So you start using Spotify again um, Friday. Uh, today is Sunday when we record this, but Friday, okay. Uh, I didn't turn my PS4 on all week because I was finishing up Halo, and I told myself that I would not turn on my PS4 until I beat Halo 4. Uh, so I, I was actually playing my Xbox One this week. And so when I turned on my PS4, one of the things that comes up was this thing that said PlayStation Music, powered by Spotify. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I uh, I went into it, and I, I, you know, got my account going on the PS4, on the PlayStation 4, um, with Spotify, and I started playing a playlist. And it was awesome. Like, you can control the volume uh, directly from the PS4. Uh, you know, when I had my party chat settings going, I could still hear the music, but I could hear the party over the music because of the way party chat works. Oh, yeah. Uh, side note, 
I'm pretty sure this happened to everybody, but at least three people I've talked to this happened to. Your party chat settings are probably reset right now. So if you had your party chat settings, like, you know, for your party chat volume, for your party chat to be more than the game volume, you're probably going to have to reset that. That's what I had to do. That was great and all. Uh, the thing I didn't notice, like I, like, I had Spotify open on my PC at the same time. What I didn't really notice was that while I was playing on my PS4, the status bar was also going on my PC. Okay? So the status bar was going across my PC while I was playing on PS4. I was like, that's weird. I moved the volume on my PC, and it adjusted the volume on the PS4 for, for Spotify. Okay? That's freaky. And then I uh, I was like, huh, I wonder, but I, I didn't have the app installed on my phone, so I installed the app. I uh, logged in, and then the app immediately recognized that I was playing music on my PS4. And I can control my playlist. I can control, um, you know, I can switch radio stations and stuff like that from my phone. And it without lag, without latency, it immediately reflected it on my PS4. Hmm. On top of that, while music was playing on my PS4, I can transfer that song, mid-song, from my PS4 to my PC or to my phone. That's impressive. So I could be playing something on my PS4, switch it to my PC, oh, I need to go out, switch it to my phone and go to my car with it. That ain't bad. It was awesome. I, I really, really like it. Cause I've been looking for a, a, a reasonable way to get music onto my PS4. Right now, well, before this, I should say, the only thing you could do, really, was either use the, uh, I guess, the what the whatever music service Sony had before. That sucked. And there was that. And then there was, um, you could actually hook up, like, a USB drive with MP3s on it, and the PS4 would scan it. But then, like, you know, I have playlists and stuff like that for a reason, so that's not really working out that great. But this, even though I, I would love to be able to play my own playlists, you know, from directly for actually no i didn't even think about that spotify picks up my playlist from itunes so i wonder if i can play my itunes stuff through spotify on the ps4 hmm. i gotta test that out i'll test that out and i'll report back to you guys next week <laughs> now that i think about it yeah i just opened it up hold on maybe i will let me uh hold on a second one second guys i am gonna open up the spotify app on my phone and see if it comes up under playlists. That's radio. Let's look at yeah, actually no, I don't I don't see an option for playlist or your music. Playlists. Wow, iTunes. Oh shit, Nick. It's there? It's here. But I don't wow. know if we'll play it on my PS4. Hold on a second. We're gonna do a live Mashcast <laughs> test here to see if this works. I'm turning on my PS4. I'm not sure if you just heard that right now. See, live recorded straight to tape. <laughs> so, okay, so my PS4 is on. Let me see if I could. That's not it. Okay. Hello, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> you say that every time, don't you? <laughs> um. Okay. So right now. It doesn't see that I have it on on my PS4. Let me open it. Okay, available on... Oh, okay, available on network now. Oh, I'm going to turn that down. I don't want to blow anybody's eardrums out. Okay, so... 
Let's see. Oh, it's called Your Music. Is there anything there? Wow, Nick. I think it's going to work. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going for it. iTunes 36 playlist. Uh, hmm. Where you at? Oh, I think it only plays... Okay, it looks like it, it can only play the songs that are on Spotify. Maybe. I don't know. Like, this is a little... i be honest, it's a little confusing looking at it. Well, so it'll just... play the songs that are in your playlist that, that Spotify can already could play. Like, yeah, it's uh, not going to be able to play something that's not licensed through Spotify. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, especially if you're streaming it. Like, I'm going to take it down to the bottom. Okay, I see some songs are... Yeah, some songs are highlighted, some aren't. Okay, so that's actually working. To a degree. I could play some stuff from my playlist. That's still cool. It is. But it's actually playing... Uh, it has a little problem right now. It's playing the wrong thing. <laughs> okay, I'll work about that later. So, yeah, okay, I guess so. from my playlist, I can select certain things. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm going to turn all this off so I don't accidentally get music going <laughs> while we're... Uh podcasting here there we go so yeah but yeah that was actually pretty cool i thought i, I liked it a lot i liked it a lot like, i mean i could i could listen to games i mean i could listen to music and play games for hours this is gonna be very bad for my productivity because <laughs> even the crucible like is wasn't as bad as it normally was because i was able to do this you know so i thought that was pretty cool that was pretty cool i wonder if the xbox has the same thing i'm not sure if it does, that's great. Cause I, well, I guess whenever I played my Xbox, I had to use it. Anyway, anyway, if you haven't tried it out, you give it a shot. You don't have to have the premium Spotify to use it. Uh, I do. At least I'm, I'm doing the free trial right now. For yeah, that's like Spotify. a that's like a thirty day trial. Thirty day trial, and then after that's ten bucks a month. Uh, if I like it, I'll cancel my Pandora subscription and go with this instead. Um, you pay for Pandora? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, four bucks a month. To do, so to do it without the ads, yeah. Because, you know, if you listen to Pandora enough, man, it just, the ads get so annoying. Same thing with Spotify. Like, the ads just get so fucking annoying. So, yeah. Uh, So, okay. Well, I guess now's a good time to get to our news bites. <laughs> After I preach the gospel of Spotify, you know. So, uh, let's see. What do we have here? Uh, First off. Uh, Second Life, a game which I didn't realize... Well, I mean, I knew it was still going on, but I didn't realize they gave, like, a graphics update. Did you know that, Nick? No, I did not know that. They gave, like, a, like a graphics... like Kind of like a graphics They would update. have to. It's For as long as it's been out. I yeah. think every, yeah, everything you think about out, it, When you think about it, it kind of had to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, players built an MMO inside of Second Life, which is the MMO itself. But Second Life isn't really a game, for those who don't know. Like, if you've never, you, if you've never played or... Use use Second Life because it feels like more of a service. Like I know people who make stuff digitally and then sell them in Second Life. You know, uh, Second Life is really whatever you want it to be. Uh, I I mean, obviously, it's making money for the simple fact that it still exists. <laughs> you know, uh, I know you can buy plots of land and stuff like that inside the game. So, uh make houses, artwork, all types of stuff for those who've never messed around in Second Life. Uh, but this, you know, somebody made an MMO inside of Second Life, and it's not like an MMO 
like we're used to in gaming right now. It's more like a tabletop MMO. Like, you know, you have to use dice and pen and paper and stuff like that. And it is, like, strictly role-playing. Uh, most people who I know play MMOs don't role-play. I know they have yeah. RP servers and WoW, Nick, but, like, a lot of... I don't, I think most people don't go into those. Uh, what is it? Uh, no, uh, our, our guild is on a... An RP, or no, uh, the guild I'm in is is on an RP server, but nobody in the guild actually role plays. So yeah, it's 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 there, and it's I mean you, you can seek it out if you want it, but yeah, it's the extreme minority. Isn't that the whole point of being on an RP server? Though? That's what I would have thought. That's what I would have thought. But uh, you know, when I was looking, or what uh, when I talked to my friend, he was like, "Oh yeah, we're on this guild," and I'm like, "Isn't that an RP server?" He's like, "Yeah, but we don't RP. It's all cool." I'm like, okay. Yeah, so I thought I thought you got reported on an RP server. If as long did. as you don't, I think as long as you don't bother the people who are RP. I mean, technically, if you're just walking around and minding your own business, doing your own thing, you know, you're just RPing somebody who doesn't bother people. <laughs> right. That's valid. Okay. So, uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, most MMOs, like, people don't, are, like, actually role play. Uh, in this game, there are, like, very strict rules on role playing, what you can do, what you can't do your character's origin stories, stuff like that. Um, I, mean, I think it's really just for the aesthetic. That's the thing. It's really just for the aesthetic because you're, you can't do, like, any fighting, any shooting, anything like that. Uh, you know, when you kind of have an encounter with somebody, it's probably all text-based, I would imagine. Yeah. I haven't played it. Like, basically, based from off of what I saw, it's all text-based. And it's a uh, game of the imagination, you know? Yeah. I've actually only played, you know, I've, I I have played like a role playing game once, like a tabletop one, one time, and it was a lot of fun. I never played one again. I was at a um, I was at a, an extra life like uh, fundraiser thing, and they had this. What'd you say? That's pretty recently, then it sounds like in the last few years. Yeah, yeah, and um, actually, it wasn't even a fundraiser. It was it was a, it was a thing trying to get people to sign up to do extra life. That's what it was. Hmm. And they were like the one of the tables they were playing a role play game played um uh what is it called Cobalt ate my baby or something like that okay uh and a Cobalt or Cobalt yeah something like that ate my baby and uh it was it was it was a lot of fun like basically the the, the premise is like you were a Cobalt or a Cobalt like basically this low level mob that you find in a lot of games so. Kind of like crabs and MMORPGs, <laughs> you yeah. know, they're like level, you're a low level mob, and uh, the leader of your race wants to throw a party, but apparently your race eats babies, and you have to go find a baby to bring back to eat. Huh. And it's like it's kind, of, it's supposed to be like a comical game, and it was. It was like you know, a lot of that has to do with, I guess, the DM, like the person who's controlling the game. Uh, if I'm, yeah, I think I'm using that term correctly. You are correct. You are yeah. correct. The yes, the dungeon master is what they call it. They control the flow of the game and what's going on and the scenario and stuff like that. And I think it's the same thing that, that that's going to go on here, except now you've kind of had the visual that goes along with it. Yeah, it, it, they, they've basically given you the space to put your character in and to actually role play the scenarios, and then it sounds like the mechanics are still dice controlled so when you actually get into an encounter or you need some kind of system uh you know to determine the outcome of of, uh an action uh you'll still be using your dice for that but i mean they've got i mean i was joking earlier watching the trailer that it looked kind of it felt kind of like a gta commercial where they're showing this kind of like gritty underworld setting and they're playing this kind of 
almost like 80s throwback emo music with it. Um, and I mean, it's definitely atmospheric. They're definitely they've definitely created the vibe they want to create. And it's they, the the trailer. It really it just shows a lot of locations, and basically they've set up locations for you to role play in uh, within Second Life. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, if you've got a character on Second Life, and if you like you know like cyberpunk and, and you know those kind of settings, I mean, it really reminded me a lot of Shadowrun. Um, so I mean, if you like Shadowrun, this might be something to look into. It's it's you know the systems are still a bit uh, archaic in the sense that it is you know you're re- you're relying on the dice. It's not like playing uh, like the latest Shadowrun games that were uh, that what they did those on Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, it's not quite that level of gameplay, but it's still an environment. Hopefully, they've got enough you know other people there that you can kind of get in, and it'll actually make it interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's in- it's it's interesting that that technically our MMOs have gotten to the point where we can now put MMOs in our MMOs. Yeah. It feels like an exhibit joke. The funny thing is, um, the reason I know this was made by men is because in that video, every character I saw looked like a pro- like female character I saw looked like a prostitute. That's... Accurate. Come on, Nick. I feel like that can also be part of the cyberpunk setting. Because, of course, one of the places you go is a strip club. It's empty inside because nobody was playing in there yet, but... Yeah, but like, we did, I didn't even see any, like, armored-up chicks or anything like that in, well, in that were, video. There were those cat women, which I don't know yeah, if Yeah, that, that like were wearing, mix. like... I don't even know what you call those type of leggings that have, like, the thing that, like, from the stocking clips onto, like, the underwear. Like, what is that called? Garters? Is it? Yeah, isn't that the garters? The little clips from between the underwear and the stocking? I don't know. Yeah. I just like them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, that's not, like, you don't even see, I, like, I mean, there's pictures of, like, uh, I guess female characters, like, like, I guess armored up or whatever. Yeah. But, like, in that video, all dancing cats with no clothes on. <laughs> Pretty much. Role play what you want to role play as long as it's a naked dancing cat. Uh, yeah. There's a, you have a lot of opportunity within that to explore. Yeah. Now, in terms of what it took to make this, it's actually pretty interesting. I, I imagine that the people who made it bought a like a plot of land, and in, in Second Life, and then just built this from scratch, like in terms of, like with modeling and stuff like that. That's that's really impressive. Yeah. It's they look like video game levels, like from an actual game you would see. So. Yeah. It's, it's you know it's, it's it's definitely an impressive amount of work on their part. Yes, I, I, absolutely. All right, so we'll on to our next news bite, because that first one was supposed to be a news bite, and it definitely was like a news meal. Somebody had to start talking about garters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Assassin's Creed, well, I mean, it, I think everybody knew that Assassin's, there was going to be like a 2D game called Assassin's Creed China uh, that was coming out. Uh, you know, I guess I own Xbox One in terms, like, I guess on the, they don't have an arcade anymore. I, I just want to call it, I guess, the Xbox One store and on PSN. It was going to be, like, a small game. Uh, the reason I think everybody, you know, we should have known about it is because, you know, with Assassin's Creed Unity having so many problems, everybody who got the season pass, they all that season pass stuff was going to be free now. Okay? Um, actually, I'm sorry. The season pass, uh, like, part, like, the season... The stuff from the season pass, uh, like Assassin's Creed, uh, well, actually, Assassin's Creed China was in the season pass, um, and the DLCs were in the season pass. 
that stuff was going to be free. Well, sorry, the DLCs were going to be free for everybody. Assassin's Creed China, I believe, was still going to be $10. But if you had the season pass, you're going to get Assassin's Creed China for free, plus you got another free game. Uh, I forget what the selection was. I do, I do know Far Cry 4 was one of those free, game, free games you could get. But so that's why I think Assassin's Creed China, was, people already knew about it. But they announced two other games, Assassin's Creed Russia and Assassin's Creed India, that kind of go along with it. And all three are side-scrolling 2.5D uh, games. So Ubisoft is further trying to extend uh, the Assassin's Creed branding. And uh, I don't know, maybe they're just it's a good news because they're giving their team something to do, kind of. You know? Yeah. As opposed to as opposed to firing people. Uh but at the same time, I don't know, I just don't want too much assassin you don't want Assassin's Creed overload. I do hope that like the games do look kinda different. Especially the Assassin's Creed Russia one. Looks uh looks a little bit um I don't know, a little, a little bit more stealthish. But I, I'm looking at still images here, so I'm not 100% sure. Wasn't it after, I think, Assassin's Creed 3? I don't know if they actually did a formal poll, but like people started saying, like, oh, you know, let's bring the Assassin's... Like, we can bring the Assassin's Creed franchise, like, all over the world. And I think a lot of people are still clamoring for, like, Assassin's Creed Japan. They're kind of, like, tied into, like, actual ninjas and stuff. And... It seemed like this is an, you know, like this is a nice way that they can, you know, they can bring it to China and India and Russia. But it seems that they're determined to keep the main franchise, I guess, fairly not entirely Eurocentric, but I mean, what? It, it, I mean, they they did their little bit in the Middle East there for a while, and then since then they've been kind of just hopping around Europe. Well, that's because the main franchise has to be based off of a, a very specific like bloodline, even though it's still based off of Desmond. Like they, yeah. that's the thing. It's still based on Desmond. They they had the um, the one for the Vita. What was it called? With the girl. Oh my God, I can't remember her name. I can't remember the name of the game. But that one was uh, was based off uh, a different assassin. Wasn't that set in like New Orleans or something during the it, revolution? It was, yeah, like, yeah. like around that area. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like the Assassin's Creed games, like the main ones, are based off of Desmond's. You know, um genome yeah yeah but it's they've got i mean they don't just have like all of history to play with but i mean you know like okay they can follow his bloodline but who's to say that like one of the stories doesn't happen when one of his ancestors happens to wind up in you know in china or india or russia and like the way the main game could be set there instead of one of you know this like 2d you know i mean it, it, it and i mean i guess what they're trying to make it all artsy as far as setting the uh having the art kind of change to match the the style of where they are yeah but you know, I mean, who, who's to say that they couldn't? I mean, what they they, they were all t- all proud of how long they spent recreating the Chapel of Notre Dame. That you know, give that attention to some some Russian landmarks. Give that attention to some Indian landmarks. You know, put the Taj Mahal in there in, in all its glory. Right. Uh, the thing I am saying about these uh, one, I think there's too much action in these pictures. If there's, if there's going to be a 2.5, the Assassin's Creed game, I think it needs to play more like Mark of the Ninja than, you know, a, a regular 2d brawler, you know, cause these are supposed to be assassins. That's one of the things that always got me about the Assassin's Creed games is you're supposed to be this uh, stealth assassin, but everybody knows who you are. <laughs> like, well, that's like James Bond. He's supposed to be a super spy, but everybody knows he's James Bond. 
Well, yeah, but still, even the name James Bond is not his name. That's a code name. Yeah. That's the thing, like, you know, that's the thing, like, but the, everybody knows who the assassins are. Like, you know, except in the first one, like, without, like, you know, uh, with Altair, it was a little different, but, like, when you're playing, like, with through Assassin's Creed 2, it's like, everybody knows Rezio. <laughs> everybody knows, dude, they, they know how to, they can identify you in a crowd, like, you know, it, maybe, yeah. maybe that's why they follow Desmond's bloodline because it's the crappiest bloodline. <laughs> yeah, but I would, I would imagine these games should be a bit stealthy. But I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe something to cleanse the the my disdain for Assassin's Creed Unity because I'm, I'm I'm having a really tough time finishing that game. I'll pop it in. I'll play one mission and I'll take it back out. But I want to finish it just to see what happens with the story. Just to see what happens with the story. We'll see. Uh, so let's see. Moving on to our next topic, Quantum Break, uh, which was going to be Remedy's next game, that is actually being delayed to 2016. Which I actually think that's a good idea for Microsoft. One, obviously, the game needs more time. I am almost positive this is going to be a good game, simply for the fact that it's Remedy. I like. I can't remember the last time Remedy disappointed me. Three Max Pain. Oh, sorry, two Max Pains. Awesome. Uh, fucking uh, Alan Wake, a, a great game, you know, and now they're making this. And on top of that, the the 2015 lineup for Xbox for the holiday season, dude, it's looking pretty beefy. Have you seen it, Nick? Well, uh, not really, no. Halo 5 Guardians, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Fable Legends, Forza Motorsport 6, all this holiday season. On the Xbox. So that's going to give you reason to turn your Xbox on more often then? Yes. Well, well for Halo, for, I'm definitely getting Halo 5 and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Maybe Fable Legends. Depends. But there's two out of those four games I'm definitely getting. You know? that That's that's pretty beefy, man. <laughs> I that's, that's, that's a pretty good lineup for the holiday season. I don't even know what Sony's offering this holiday season, to be honest with you. Like, what exclusives are they going to have? What if they give you more more free Spotify? <laughs> uh, no, you can't give me more free Spotify. Oh, yeah, you can't give me more free Spotify. <laughs> um, no, it's not the same thing. I'm talking about games, man. <laughs> I don't know. They they might be in a good position this holiday season. I didn't realize all that stuff was coming out later this year. They might be in a good position this holiday season with those games plus the price point. Not the Halo. Dude, Halo, when Halo 4 came out on the 360, it broke records. You know, like it sold, it, it's like, what was it, 65 million? Was it 65 million copies? It's so, it may, or, I don't know, it, like, it may, it did, it did, oh, let's see, Halo 4 record, let's see. Which console got Halo 3? Um, that is, oh, it was a 360. Here you go, Halo 4 24 hour sales. Here we go. Yeah, it made history. It makes two hundred and twenty million and Halo Four made two hundred and twenty million in twenty four hours. Damn. Okay. That that was that was huge. Two hundred and twenty million dollars in twenty four hours. Okay. Uh and I can only imagine, especially with, you know, all the uh extra media stuff that's going on Halo Five, it's probably gonna be even more. Like I, I started watching the Halo Nightfall stuff. Which is alright. It was decent. Um nothing spectacular. 
I actually still have to watch Forward Onto Dawn, but there's more of a media presence. Not to mention, like, did you see the Halo 5 commercials yet? I saw one of them, yeah. Which one? Did you see the Master Chief one? Or did you no, see the I other saw one? the other one. The, okay. The, the Jameson Locke one. The Jameson Locke one, yeah. Which actually, I, I, I kind of want to do a podcast on that scenario. Simply for the fact that I think it's, from, in, from that universe, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but we're not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I think Halo Five is gonna. That's gonna. I think that's gonna boost three sixty. Other three sixty. Xbox One sales. Like I said, I don't know what Sony is bringing to the forefront this holiday season. I mean, they can't, they're not just gonna sit by and let nothing happen, you know. So I guess we'll we'll see at E three what they're gonna be doing, right? Actually, I think Microsoft is gonna kill E three this year, man. I think they're gonna do great. They have to. They have no choice but to be great. <laughs> <laughs> they have no choice. All right, next news bite. Uh, UK teachers threaten to report underage gamers. So this feels like a bit of overreach, in my opinion. Uh, UK teachers are, are saying they're going to report parents who allow their children to play games that are designated 18+, plus or Peggy 18. And it's kind of like, that, that that's a bit of overreach. Like if the parent buys the game for the kid, I mean that's the parent's decision, don't you think? Like, what do you think? Yes, Rick? yeah, it is. At the same time, though, it's like if the kid isn't mature enough to understand, like, oh, I'm playing whatever game, I should kind of keep that information out, away from the ears of my teachers. Maybe they're not mature enough to be able to actually handle playing that game. Maybe, but that's still not. A teacher's like a teacher shouldn't be making that decision. That's the parents' decision. Well, well uh, fundamentally, the teachers are just alerting authorities, and then the authorities can look into it to determine whether or not they're making. The authorities it. are not going to waste their time with this. <laughs> so then, so then the teachers are wasting their time. Yes, it's it's an idle threat, and then maybe maybe some parent somewhere who who, who would uh, otherwise make an irresponsible decision won't because they're slightly scared, but. Yeah, it just feels like a bit of overreach. I thought it was funny. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it, it, actually, it, it kind of leans into that conversation of, you know, whether video games influence children to, you know, do things. Like, do they influence, influence school shootings or violent behavior and stuff like that? And it, the, the results have always been a resounding no. You know, when they do study on these things, but no, that these things don't affect their behavior in that aspect. Um, but still, it, it, I just found it funny. Uh <laughs> Next up on the list is Amiibos. I mean, the Amiibo craze apparently broke GameStop. That's what this article says. I hate that term. <laughs> broke the internet. Broke GameStop. I'm like, stop. Well, to, to be fair, register stopped working. So that kind of yeah, that kind of means GameStop. It is. I mean, it's funny. It wasn't even just the website that was broken. Like in-store registers stopped functioning. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, I guess this is Wave Four of the yeah. Amiibos came out. And the the load was so heavy, the GameStop website went down, and like Nick said, uh, in store registers had uh, stopped working. Okay, um, it, it then they ran out <laughs> on top of that. Yeah, it's funny for as much shit as people talk about Nintendo, man. Like they like they drop something like an amiibo, like that's not even a game, dude. You know, a lot and a lot of the people who are buying these probably don't even have Wii U's. A lot of the people buying these probably don't even have kids. That's true. 
Uh, it's, you know, I mean, it, it's one of those things where as much as we like to kind of kick Nintendo and, and Nintendo has made some decisions that kind of warrant being kicked, they like their IP is, is unbeatable. I mean, you can't touch Mario. You know, he, he is unkillable. And yeah, you know, to see Nintendo drop some, you know, drop something like this, they're they're clearly sitting on a gold mine. It's one of those things where either they either they they engineered this because they intentionally kept the orders for amiibos under what demand was going to be, or they they got blinded by this, and in which case they should be releasing, you know, just releasing amiibos as fast as they can just to keep up. But yeah, I mean, if they can. You know, maybe if they raise the price a little bit, you know, put some more Amiibos out, whatever cash shortages they may be worried about, this will take care of themselves. Who, who needs to worry about how your consoles are selling when you can sell these action figures? I shouldn't say action figures. They're just figures. They're not action figures. Right. Yeah, they're not action figures. They're just, well, they have NFC chips in them. Yeah. And they'll, they'll unlock characters for you and stuff like that, but like, you know, for certain games. And that's, I think that's the thing too, is that, the more the, it's 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 becoming a feedback loop in that you know they keep announcing games that the amiibos are going to work with then they keep around uh, releasing more amiibos and then more you know get, you know developers see the success that the amiibos are and they're going to start making more games that work with the amiibos and so i mean you know they, they've got they've got a good system here they got something that people want that's for yeah. sure so i don't know i mean <laughs> you might need to plan if you're actually looking to get into amiibos you might need to plan more It'd be too get, late. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, you might be get more aggressive. If you're looking to I get have, into Amiibos, buy Skylanders. I have yet to see one in a store. Yet to see one. I Not that I'm really see, looking for them either, I was going to say, I have yet to see one, but I also haven't looked. They haven't yeah. made it to like the uh, the cereal aisle at, uh, at the supermarket yet. <laughs> I mean, I've strolled through a GameStop, like a GameStop, but like a game, uh, oof, a Wii Idol, a Wii U Idol, a Nintendo Idol, I should say, but I, and I don't remember ever seeing one. I bet you Target has them. Target actually had a, they had a uh, an exclusive one. I just can't remember which one it was. They had an exclusive one, and people were mad about it. I guess Targets aren't everywhere, but uh, let's see. Last thing on the news bites is that Microsoft originally floated uh, the idea of giving away the Xbox, like giving it away. I guess you know maybe you buy the game and you get the console with it. But uh, they, when they, this is when they were trying to break into the market. Uh, and they actually, the uh, the developer of Oddworld, uh, Lauren Lanning, uh, Odd, or Oddworld Inhabitants. Uh, he, I think he's the CEO. That's that's the name of the company uh, that he formed, the studio he formed to remake his Oddworld games. Uh, but he was saying one of the reasons they went with the Xbox or they signed on with Microsoft for you know to bring Oddworld to the Xbox was because Microsoft told them there was a good chance that the Xbox would actually be free. And he was like, oh, you guys are going to win then. All right, then we'll do it for sure. But uh, apparently, like, another, I guess another thing that came up in this article is the fact that people were extremely skeptical, even with the Xbox going out for free. Like, you know, like the, the Microsoft name attached to it would, is what caused a lot of developers to stay away from Microsoft, which I didn't realize that. And it makes perfect sense. Because especially at that time, I think Microsoft hate was at its peak, just about. Yeah, that was right after the uh, the antitrust lawsuit. Yeah, Microsoft hate was like really, really, really high, and um, you know a lot of people didn't want to sign on to do anything for the Xbox because they 
really didn't want to deal with Microsoft. Plus, the outside of, I mean, and you can still kind of say this to a degree, but outside of Windows and Office, they don't have a lot of other successes. I guess the servers. The servers. At the time. At the time, yeah. But At the time, yeah, maybe. But still, yeah, that 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 was I, I thought that was very interesting. But yeah, I mean, they if they would have released the Xbox for free, like let's say you buy Oddworld or you buy a game or you buy Halo and get a free console, dude, dude, that would have been yeah, that would have been major. That I wonder who crashes and burns first because if you yeah, if the console's free, like ostensibly everybody would get one because why not? <laughs> right and then yeah so at that point but at that point though i mean they were already launching after after the dreamcast after the playstation right the, 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 the original playstation xbox 2. was after the playstation 2 right yeah it was yeah so at best they're playing catch up that first generation if well, anything, yeah. i think the, the 360 should have been free you that think, really you make well, the 360 free well, and when they sold the 360 for four hundred dollars, they were losing a lot of money. Yeah, well, but you're losing money if you're going to give a console away for free. You're 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 losing money no matter what. But if you put out a free console before Sony puts out their free console, which they were selling at six hundred dollars, yeah, <laughs> then yeah, who you know, then the the PS3 doesn't get any traction. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you the only people who would be buying it were people who wanted a Blu-ray player. Actually, one of the things I think Microsoft made a mistake on with the 360 is uh, there were rumors that Microsoft was going to release Halo 3 the same week the PS3 came out. If they would have actually done that, I think they would have crushed the PS3. Mm. That would have been major. You know, not only is the console like $100 to $200 cheaper, you have a major title. You have Halo 3 that you can play that week. As opposed to getting a PS4 with what launch titles? Resistance? Was Resistance even a launch title? I think it was. Resistance, Killzone. Actually, no, Killzone wasn't even a launch title, I don't think. So, yeah. That, that, that's the thing. Like, it, they could have definitely did some damage, but they didn't. Sony did enough damage on their own, though. No, yeah, but I guess, you know, fundamentally, though, I guess it didn't matter insofar as that, I mean, Xbox. Then they kind. Oh no! I guess at the end, the end. It kind of came out tied for that generation. Oh no! Sony beat that generation. They won. So, they, they won out. They sold. They they outsold Microsoft. But not, but not by that much though. By a few million consoles. Well, that's not that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I think they sold like last time I did a stat check on. I was like I think it was like seventy-seven million or something like that consoles. And I think Microsoft's like around seventy-one, seventy-two. It's relatively close. By the millions. Yeah, yeah, of like 150 million consoles, you're only talking about a, you know, six million or so. Only. Only. Okay. <laughs> uh, millions are little things for Nick. Exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that was interesting that they thought about giving it away for free. But I mean, I guess it didn't. Well, it mattered. It didn't really matter all that much for the simple fact that uh, you know, they're still here. They're struggling, but they're coming back, man. They're coming back. All right, let's get into our articles. So, uh, on live, which I didn't even realize was still a thing, 
is shutting down now. <laughs> yeah. He didn't realize it's still a thing. Yeah. Only to announce that it's no longer a thing. Yeah, it is now officially no longer a thing. It is shutting down. Uh, it's still technically a thing until the 30th. Yeah. And Sony is... Uh, they snapped up all the, you know, the online patents. The on-live patents, I should say. Sorry. And, um, yeah. They are... Uh, that's it. That's going to be it for OnLive. There will be one streaming service, and it is Gaikai, or, or whatever. It's called PlayStation Now, but I think it's going to be kind of difficult for somebody to try to kick up a, like a competitor to PlayStation Now now. PlayStation Now now. <laughs> uh, because, you know, OnLive was the closest thing that, you know, if, if somebody snapped, if Sony snaps up Gaikai, there were rumors that Microsoft would snap up OnLive, but I guess it didn't happen. Microsoft should have snapped up on live, if only because the only the only thing that Sony snapped up was particularly the patents. Which, if there was ever going to be any kind of you know con- you know any any issue with Gaikai, it's you know I guess it would have been one of those things where on live may have had a patent that they were using uh, and possibly infringing upon. But now that Sony owns them, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like Sony. Yeah, Sony didn't buy on live; they just bought their patents. Um. So yeah, I mean, starting a streaming service from scratch—that's difficult. I mean, online, like that's why Sony bought Gaikai because they already had the groundwork, and Gaikai worked really well too. Yes, it worked very, very well. I had a chance to test it out on several occasions from really shitty PCs, and it worked really good. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> if you have on live or used on live, the bad news for you guys is that there will be no refunds. Uh, and all of your saved data will be gone after the shutdown. It looks like you can export your saved data, or if you use CloudLift, your saved data will appear on Steam, but you will not have access to games that you bought on OnLive. And you they're not giving you like any keys or anything like that for them. On Steam. This is the, um, the classic like nuclear scenario of, you know, like, what happens if I buy all my games through an online streaming service and then one day they go out of business and they shut down the servers? That's exactly what's happening. Yes. And, yeah, when all your stuff lives in the cloud and when the cloud gets shut down, you have no stuff. Yes, exactly. And this is this is the stuff that we were talking about years ago. And it's coming true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think OnLive was ever... I mean, we talk about Sony and Microsoft. They're a little more stable, at least at this point, than I, OnLive ever was. Um, but you know, you know, but who's to say someday, you know, Sony or Microsoft don't shut down and whatever games? I mean, hell, even uh, I actually turned my Wii on for the first time in I don't know how long. <laughs> I think probably probably like three years. I turned my Wii on for the first time in three years, and in that time, Nintendo shut down the online services for the Wii. So. Whatever uh, you know, like online component I had for all the games on there, none of them could connect to anything, and so you know, I'm I could only play whatever I had already downloaded, whatever I already had, and at least in that case, I could still play. Um, you know, in this case here, you're you know, because it's a streaming service, your games are gone. Yeah, like and that's there's nothing you could do about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you go through all that legal jargon that you signed. <laughs> you know, yeah. as you agree with, it's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I, I would hope that anybody that signed up for the online service sort of understood the inherent risk 
I mean, because it's, I mean, the, I mean, the, when these services work, they're great. I mean, you know, you're, you know, it's it's not exactly the same thing, but you were you were praising Spotify earlier, and that's an online streaming service. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like you're you're necessarily buying music that they're keeping in there that you only have access to that way, but. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, the streaming services, when they work, they're great. But yeah, there's that caveat that when they shut down, you lose it all. And, you know, I hope, you know, that's, that, that's it. Yeah, that's that. I know, at least with Spotify, like, if I like a song, I'll actually buy it so I can put it on my iPod. Yeah. But then you know? at that point, you have the song on your iPod, and it shouldn't be, at that point, you should have the MP3. It's not like it has to authenticate back to the server or anything before you can listen to that. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, I man, that's the thing. Like, that's this is this is you know the what if that you know a lot of skeptics were talking about. You know, yeah. This is why you know people don't want to pay like for games specifically on PlayStation now. A subscription's a, a subscription's a little different. You know, yeah. Having access to a library of games and they shut that service down. Okay, that's a little, that's that's different. You know, at least you got to play the games. It's more like a rental thing, which on live should have probably done the same thing. They're more like a rental thing versus buying your game on game on on live. On live was basically—I mean, they did have that little console thing they'd send to you, but if you uh, if you bought on live on PC, it was pretty much it kept you from having to upgrade your PC hardware. Yeah, you know, which you know, speaking as a representative for the master race, why are you here? You shouldn't, uh, you, but no, uh, seriously. But in terms of in terms of being a PC gamer, uh, while you know you don't necessarily want to just spend boatloads of money, you still as a PC gamer, you got to know that you're gonna have to upgrade your hardware at some point. But even in this day and age, that may be another problem that online have. In this day and age, uh, with PC gaming, you don't have to update nearly as much as you used to have to. Yeah, you know, like before, you'd have to update your cards like at least every other year. You know to keep up now like the cards i have in my machine right now dude they i don't know i think they're like maybe three years old at this point and i still play games that are coming out new games that are coming out fine 60 fps 1080p you know i have no problems with that so it's, the game has changed and that may be another reason why on live just never really took off that and the fact that people worried that this exact thing would happen <laughs> yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, so there it is. On live is going to be gone as of the thirtieth, and uh, that's that. So, good night, sweet prince. It's been fun. Well, I guess not, since nobody used your service. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, okay, let's move on to our next topic. Raptor. Uh, looks like they are. They've made, I was going to say they're making, but they've made a Twitch competitor, kind of. Kind of made a, uh, a Twitch competitor. Um, they made a service called Plays.TV. All right, it's a video service. And basically what it does, it runs a client on your PC, and uh, this client will run in the background while games are playing, constantly recording your video, apparently. And, uh, you know, when you want to save a highlight, you just... Hit the button and you save the highlight, or you you know you press a certain key and you save a highlight. It's very similar to what happens on the PS4 yes. when you hit the share button. Yes. PS4 is constantly recording your video, and uh, you know when you hit the share button, it saves the last 15 minutes, and then you can edit the last 15 minutes. At least we'll play. Like, I installed the client. I'm looking at it right now. Haven't had a chance to play it yet. 
but this client you can set you can change things you can uh change uh how long you want the clip to be you can go from 20 seconds to like uh, let me see 20 seconds to 20 minutes but only up to 720p i chose like a five minute length because sometimes when i do highlights especially on the ps4 i don't necessarily do them right away just in case something else happens yeah. You can set your video resolution, your frames per second, your bit rate. You can set whether the quality is high, medium, or low. You know, it's actually really, really. Also, I'm sorry, the options so far are really good. I have not tested it out yet. I haven't had a chance to see if, uh, you know, if the how good the quality actually is of the videos, which I do want to test that today and see how it goes. Uh, it's pretty much like, you know, I guess you, you clip it, and then I, like, since I haven't clipped a video yet, I don't know if you can just send it directly to YouTube, or, you know, it looks like there's a register button, so you can, I know that on the, on the plays.tv site, there's a lot of videos there that you can clip and put up there, so. Well, that's what I'm wondering here, is if, I guess it sounds like the whole point of the service is that they would be hosting the videos, that. I mean, if it's just a recorder that just puts clips to YouTube, that doesn't really feel like much of a service on its own. It's just like recording software. But yeah, like I would have to think like that they're also going to host all the highlights. Yes, they can. I mean, I think that's what the registration is for. If you register, you can upload directly to them, probably. But I uh, actually, I'm playing a video right now, and actually, the quality of this video is not bad. At all, and that's at 480. I'm putting it to 720, see what it looks like. Eh, eh. Oh, nope. That's actually not that great of a quality. Yeah, let me, let me find a longer clip. Yeah, like the... I think you can upload directly to them. And that's really what they want you to do. Um, but, I mean... I, this isn't like a Twitch killer or anything like that. I mean, it'll take a lot to kill Twitch, first of all. It's, but second of all, it's there's no interactivity. I mean, you can comment and stuff like that. You can comment on the videos. Yeah, I'm, yeah some of the video quality is actually pretty good. You can comment on the videos, but like, you know, Twitch, there's chats and stuff like that going on. And this doesn't have any of that. The, the difference is that with Twitch... You're live streaming, like you're streaming as you're playing, and so if, like you're, you, of course, you can have commentary because you're, you know, so you're the people in the chat channel are interacting with you while you're playing. You know, I mean, there's a slight delay there, but still, like you know, so you can you can talk back to them, you know, that you, they can tell you what to do in the game and stuff like that. Here, you're entirely just, you know, uploading highlights, and so yeah, it's it's a completely different, it's a completely different model. Um, and I guess the question is whether, you know, I guess for, for some people, you know, for those people who can be entertaining for the right games, that it's fun to actually watch them played through live, you know, a service like Twitch might be better, but you know, if, if, you know, if, if somebody's not as entertaining or if, you know, if, if I feel like, I feel like most games, it's easier to just play through and then just put the highlights up rather than having to sit there, especially as a viewer, rather than having to sit there and watch somebody play through something. I mean, if they're playing through like a story, maybe you're watching the story maybe more than, than you are the gameplay necessarily. But I mean, if you're watching like somebody, I'm just thinking like play like an MMO or even like something like the crucible and destiny, like 
you know, there, yeah, just put the highlights up and then they can look through that later. Like, there's no point in watching like a 10 minute match if only like, you know, a minute out of it is actually worth paying attention to. And then you just blow through the highlights, which if this should somehow manage to overtake Twitch, it's another one of those like, oh, like, you know, you know, as much as our, you know, like the, we've become like an on demand type of, 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 generation with our entertainment now it's like oh no just show me the good stuff just show me the good quick 30 second highlight and let me move on like there's no there's no point beyond that right yeah i mean this it really doesn't feel like a twitch competitor to me i mean actually even the the uh the ceo of raptor said that there's room for both experience and gamers lives uh i guess the media is mainly saying that you know it's a it's a, it's a twitch competitor yeah like it just feels like they took the one of the best features from the new consoles and made it available on PC. Yeah. But it depends. I have to see exactly how much stress it puts on your system. You know? I have to see how much stress it actually puts onto your system while I'm playing. I cannot play Double May Cry. Actually that's a really good test because when I use DX Tori, which is what the stuff I use the uh I usually use for um software. The software I usually use for video recording. That brings a, that'll take me down from 60 fps to 30 fps in that game specifically like when i was playing um ori in the blind forest i could record at 60 fps but not on devil may cry on pc with the highest settings hmm. so i'm curious like can i do highest settings with this thing going in the background on devil may cry you know because that's the whole point one of the biggest points about pc gaming is being able to play with your highest settings well you know yeah but i guess part of that too though is is your i mean obviously when you're playing the game you want to play the best experience for yourself but if you're looking to stream or in this case even like record and then share it these does the the highest resolution does that necessarily get translated through the recording i know you were you were looking at the one recording there as far as playing it in 720p um but if somebody's just watching it like you know usually if you're i, I don't know how many people watch these things full screen or usually they've got them at like a, you know a small window in their browser does the you know to what level does the performance come through that if you know oh this play session here this isn't for my enjoyment i'm going to play this play session to stream it to record it and then share it i can turn the settings down to make sure that everything runs fine i don't need to see it at the highest level because you know that's not the point here right yeah i don't exactly know how many people i do know a few people who look at things full screen but most people i know do not especially on twitch because uh you know, you're chatting and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Twitch does have, you know, usually the screen, I mean, if you don't have a small screen, that is, uh, the screen itself is larger than 720p. Yeah. You know, so it's even making things, only when you're streaming and streaming at 1080p is helpful. Even though I think uh, you might actually have to pay for that. I can't remember if you have to pay for 1080p quality on Twitch. So it may not be worth it because I, I know most people don't pay for Twitch. I mean, you'd have, I think you have to pay, you'd have to watch Twitch a lot, man, to, to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I like the idea. I'm anxious to test it out, and I guess next week I'll let you guys know how it went. You know, if it was worth it or not. So, uh, but uh, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, so, you know, we, we've talked about studies in the past that pretty much prove that video games do not like. You know, if you play violent video games, it doesn't make you more violent. We talked about that earlier today. Yeah, well, that's that's UK teacher thing. Uh, but now there's actually been a, uh, another study by some researchers in the uh, UK. Yeah, from the from the UK, Oxford University, more specific, 
they say it's not what games children are playing, but how long they play them. They're saying they noticed uh, some, they noticed that, you know, the long, it was, it was like three hours a day, I think. Kids who play games for more than three hours a day are more likely to be, uh, I guess, anxious and violent, or I would say hyperactive and get involved in fights than those who don't play games at all or who play for less than three hours a day. Um, I don't know, playing, I, I guess when they say three hours, hours a day, they've got to be talking like seven days a week. Maybe? I don't think so, yeah. Or, you know, because as a kid, there were definitely days like Saturday or a Sunday where I'd play games for three hours or more. Yeah, you know? but I, I I think if, you, if you're doing that once a week, you're, you know, that, that might be fine. Whereas if, you know, if you're playing three hours a day, especially if you're, I mean, these kids are what, supposed to be school age? Yeah. So, you know, they're going to school all day. They should have some homework. They should be, you know... They should, they should, you know, not maybe involved in that extracurricular activities. They should be out doing stuff with their friends necessarily. Like, yeah, you probably eight, hell three hours a day, even for an adult feels like <laughs> I don't have any homework necessarily, right. but, uh, yeah, you know, you still got stuff to do in the evening and whatnot. Like, yeah, that's, I think it's, a, I feel like that's a good rule of thumb for anybody. Like three hours a day. It's probably, it's probably that's a good lot, like, especially seven days a week. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely times where we've played Destiny. Like, you know, I've gotten home at like six, been on Destiny at seven, and got off at like I don't know, eleven, twelve. Yeah, and but that doesn't happen seven days a week, you know. No. And even after a while, you get burned out by it. So I had to take my little break from Destiny. Yeah, well, see, that's what happens to kids. They get burned out, so then they take it out by being hyperactive and getting involved in fights. Oh snap! Nick is a scientist now. Let him go. <laughs> that's what happened. Case closed. Nick said so. Destiny is boring. I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they say that still, like, you know, it doesn't matter. A kid playing a violent video game versus a kid not playing a violent video game, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's just how long they play that game. So if you're playing, like, I don't know, fucking Puzzle Fighter <laughs> for, for four hours a day. Well, I can understand why do you be hyperactive and get involved in fights. That, that'll mess with your that'll mess with your vision. You ever play you ever play any of those games like that for too long and then afterwards like wherever you look, you start to see the pattern? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just Yeah, I, when I was and I wasn't a kid when this was out, but like, you know, I I used to play Unreal Tournament 2K4 so much that when I would go to sleep, I lay down, close my eyes, and I'd see myself running through like Grendel Keep. Mm. Like, I was I was like, "Wow, that's bad." <laughs> I played a, I played a lot of Guitar Hero right before I went on a long drive, and then the road, the line in the road, started to feel like the lines on the guitar path, and the cars <laughs> became notes. Oh, God. and I swear it actually put me in like a new level of driving, like Nirvana. Like I could, I felt like I could navigate the traffic better. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't trust that. I I did have one driving. I was playing um. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the good one, for PS PlayStation 2. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, I was playing it so much that I was driving one day, like around that time, and I saw a construction site, and my mind, my brain registered shortcut, as opposed to danger, you know, or you're not supposed to drive there. I didn't drive on it, but like, it was like for a quick second, I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know. Because in that game, a lot of the construction sites were shortcuts, if you didn't yeah. play it. <laughs> so my brain nice. registered shortcut, as opposed to construction site. <laughs> it's 
that's uh, yeah that, that that that's that's a sign when you need to maybe not play that game so much. <laughs> yes, exactly. So but here I am, healthy as an ox yeah. or healthy as a horse. <laughs> you know. So so I guess maybe the point of this study should be that the uh, the UK school teachers shouldn't be reporting parents for playing mature games, but they should be reporting to parents for if the kids are playing too much too long. Yeah. If, if they find out that you're playing more than three hours a night, then then they should report that to uh, uh, the uh, child services. Well, yeah, you're, you're right though. Like three hours, more more than three hours for a kid—that's a lot of time, man. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Like, where are the parents at? Yeah, maybe, maybe you need to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the parents are in another room and they're playing for more than three hours. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, that's that that's interesting. I'm, I'm looking. I wonder if somebody's gonna try to come and debunk this now. There's no scientists that just can't be happy. They gotta constantly debunk each other. That's man. the whole point: is you keep doing experiments and then you debunk what you debunk, or you prove what you prove. That so maybe they'll true. try to debunk it, and maybe they'll uh, they'll establish that it's correct. Maybe they'll find stronger evidence. Yeah, maybe we'll see. All right, so here's our last topic uh, for this week. Uh, the this, this surrender option of Heroes of the Storm does not exist, and Blizzard uh, says they will not put one in. Kotaku, however, doesn't believe that that's a good idea. Okay, so the reason why... Actually, have you played Heroes of the Storm yet? No? I have not. I have okay. not. Have you played any MOBA? I have dabbled in Dota and League of Legends. Okay. So, you know, Dota and League of Legends, after a certain amount of time... Actually, I'm sorry. In League of Legends, after a certain amount of time, you can hit the surrender button. If your team surrenders, the game's over. Yes, after uh, 20, Dota, 20 minutes. Yes, Dota does not, and I think that's too long, to be honest with you, but and Dota does not have that option. Okay? Heroes also doesn't have that option. And, uh, you know, it's according to, Blizzard says it's because the game is built to be fast-paced, uh, there's more action in the game. There's less of a snowball effect, you know. Like, um, you would have to be get completely dominated. Even if you have one bad person on your team, that's not gonna create the same snowball effect that you would get in like um, Dota or League of Legends. All right, because in Dota or League of Legends, like, it is not uncommon to have one character on an enemy team just get fed and get all the kills and they get like, you know, super high level. And that means whenever you come across them, you know, later in the game, they could kill like two, three, four of you easily. Okay. That really doesn't happen in heroes of the storm. And I've, and here's this, I really like heroes of the storm because of that, because that's one of the reasons I like it. Heroes of the storm to me is way more fun to play than any other MOBA one, because the maps change maps are different. Objectives on the maps are different. Uh, you know, also, you can get right, you can hop right into the killing with that game. Like, it is not uncommon in Heroes of the Storm for before the creeps to come out, you hear somebody die. Because the two sides meet up and the fighting starts immediately. Okay? Uh, and one of the real reasons I like it is the games are shorter. Like a, a league game, I think the average is 40 minutes. Yeah. For one game a league. 40 minutes for one game a league, dude. And, like, a lot of the games take, like, an hour, over an hour. You know? And this is, you know, obviously, obviously I'm not a big MOBA fan. I'm not a MOBA fan at all if I don't, you know, if I don't like being in that game for that long. But that's because, you know, I'm used to, like, StarCraft where 
15 minutes in a match? What's going on here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This match is taking a really long time. Like, unless you're playing like a pro match, you know, 15 minutes, you know, is, is a long time. And that's the thing, like, like, you know, within an hour, I can play three, four matches in StarCraft. Yeah. Versus one match in League. It feels like a time waster. But here's a storm. It doesn't feel like that. And then it's just, it's more active. And that's why I don't think it needs a surrender option either. Because if you do, um, you know, if, you, if you're getting your ass kicked, your match is going to be over pretty quickly. That's the thing about heroes. If you are getting dominated, your match will be over pretty quickly. Okay? Because usually the objectives aren't, like, they're not time-based. Like, you don't have to wait necessarily for the creeps to come up and, you know, uh, distract the tower while you attack it. Because, like, you know, whatever the objective is on the map, if you constantly get that, you'll be blowing up towers usually. Okay? Not to mention if you pick certain characters, it's easier for them to take certain char- uh, take certain towers and things like that. Uh, the, the Kotaku article says, you know, well, you know, if what happens if you are in a, a situation where it's hopeless? You know, it, it, you're in a hopeless situation, you just want to leave. Well... Like I just said, like if the difference between like you know a regular MOBA and Heroes is that in a regular MOBA, a hopeless situation can keep you in a game for forty minutes and or an hour, whereas a hopeless situation in uh, Heroes is over in fifteen, maybe twenty minutes. You know, maybe. What 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 Blizzard doesn't want is players coming in, and as soon as something doesn't go their way, they leave. Yeah, they don't want that, and I agree. You show, you know, if players, if you know, the surrender, the surrender option comes up for some people, and it's just not going their way, or they have attitude, they just, you know, click the button, and then that's that's it. They don't want that, uh, because then that's not only not fun for, you know, the other people on your team, but also at first it might be cool for the other side to to win like that. But that gets annoying because in yeah. StarCraft you can surrender almost immediately. Uh, actually, you can surrender immediately if you want to, and that's annoying. Like you're getting all set up in StarCraft, and within the first two minutes, and then after that, you know the game's over. And if that happens three, four, five times in a row, it's annoying. Yeah, and that's well, why. I mean, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. At that point, are you playing because you just want the wins, or are you playing because you actually want to get into a competitive match? Because you're getting the wins, so that's great. But you're not. If you're looking for a competitive match, that is exactly not what you are getting. Oh, exactly. That's the thing. The wins don't mean nothing unless you're having fun playing the game, and if people keep quitting, you're not going to have fun playing the game. That's the mention StarCraft is a little balanced that, like, you know, when you, uh, you know, if you're playing teams and somebody from the other team quits, that actually puts the team that has the more people on the uh, disadvantage side because of how the resources are going to get spread out amongst the other team. So that, there's actually a balancing act there, which why that's why I think it's okay in StarCraft to have that option there. Whereas in League, well not League, but you know, in Heroes of the Storm, it's not. It's I think I think Blizzard's making the right decision, and I think you know most of its player base agrees with it. Actually, and that's what Blizzard said they were listening to their player base. So I don't know what game this person, uh, this person from Kotaku, actually plays, but he's probably just a regular mobile player and not a Heroes player. He makes a valid complaint about Heroes of the Storm, or at least as far as I can tell, a valid complaint. Not playing it myself, um, but the problem is that that's it's not the surrender button that he's arguing about his complaint is that matchmaking needs to be improved uh, because apparently he's gotten into situations where it's, he's had like one tank and then three or four support classes against five assassins. 
And in that case, the five assassins can just hammer on the tank harder than the support classes can support them. And ultimately, it's not the kind of situation that, 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 that they can come back. That there are, there are certain matchups right now that are unbalanced, and Blizzard needs to either adjust the matchmaking to prevent those from happening or to adjust, you know, tweak the balance so that those matchups are a little fairer. Um, because yeah, in, in that case, but in that case though, what it, it sounds like what he's saying is basically if, if I get into a match and I see it's me and a bunch of support classes versus a bunch of assassins, then I want the surrender button there immediately. I want to punch out. I want to be that guy, which we were kind of saying, you know, which we were kind of saying, you, you're, you know, isn't that great. You don't want, cause I mean, even then it's, if you, if you, I mean, what, if you look at like league, the average match is 40, 40 minutes. So they give you 20 minutes at which point you can bail. I mean, if the average match for uh, heroes is 20, 20 minutes, does he want to be able to bail after ten? Like, right. well, that's the thing. Like, uh, putting a surrender button in would not be; it would be a band aid, not a solution. No. So, write an article about how they should fix the matchmaking. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's so we're still right. That's yeah. all that really matters. Yeah, no, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he has a valid complaint, but then he's he's making the point. You know, he's, he's basically suggesting the surrender button is a solution to a completely different problem. Right, exactly. That's the thing. The yeah. surrender button is not the solution. It's the mat- making sure the matchmaking works. That's the solution here. I, I think you might actually like uh, Heroes, Nick. You should check it out. I probably well, I, I'll, I'll, I gotta wait till it comes out of beta. You still haven't gotten an invite? I did not request an invite because <laughs> I'm, I'm not big into MOBAs. Well, you should request one. I mean, you've been playing for a long enough. They'll probably give you one fast. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's our, the official stance of Mash Those Buttons. No surrender button for <laughs> Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> no surrender. Keep the fight going. Yeah, so shall it be. Okay, let's. Uh, that's going to be the end of our, of our topics here. Let's see what's going on here with game releases. Uh, we are in April now, folks. In April. Coming up to that summer drought, and then I Didn't can we just really... come out of a drought. I feel like I feel yeah. like we've been in like a, a drought since like October. Yes, <laughs> like, you're right. Like, like, we had a... the Christmas releases came out, and it's just been. And I mean, I know games have come out since then, but it still feels like it. It's been a whole lot of nothing. No, you're right. Like we've had we had a little sprinkles of stuff, you know, a little sprinkle, but that's about it. Like you know, nothing big. Uh, Tower of Guns is coming to PS4, PSN, and Xbox One. Cool. Tower of Guns is actually really cool. Like it's, I, did I write an article about Tower of Guns? I can't I think, remember. I think you did. I, th- I remember seeing something about that. Let's see. Tower of Guns. I think I'm pretty sure I did. But that was by one of the guys who worked for... Um, oh, God. What was that studio that, uh, that did the RPG that Kurt Schilling was working on? And then they closed... Thir- was it 38... 38, yeah. Yeah. Studios. So, yeah, the guy that did Tower of Guns worked for 38 studios. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Terrible Posture Games, Tower of Guns. I gave it a 3.9 out of 5 for PC. And it's fun. It's a fun shooter. It's, um... <laughs> it's ran- It's like a... It's, uh, I guess, yeah, it's kind of like a roguelike. Once you die, you're, 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 you're done. Yeah, like, but no then the tower... Run resets itself and it, it's, the tower is randomly generated yes yeah. like there was this one room i walked into and the doors opened i walked through the doors closed it's just dark at the end of this room it's dark and i hear boom i just hear like an explosion like 
or multiple explosions. I'm like, what was that? I can't see anything. And all of a sudden, I know where these huge, like, you know, bullet bill looking bullets come out of the darkness into my face. I'm like, oh, well, I'm totally dead right now. <laughs> there was nothing I could do about it. It was, it was like, it was incredible. I think the highest I made it was like, I can't remember. Like, is it the fourth floor? Maybe the fourth floor of the tower. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's a good game. Uh, I would I would check it out. I don't know how well it's gonna play on console though, because you need I needed fast reactions to be able to play it. You know, and I just don't think consoles offer that. So, yeah, actually, almost a year ago, not March twenty, well, over a year ago, March twenty uh, twenty fourteen is when I wrote that review. So, try not to die too much. Tower of Guns. Okay. So okay, that that should be a good one for you guys to check out. April seventh on console. Uh Stealth Inc. two is coming out on the seventh. That should be pretty cool. Mortal Kombat X the fourteenth. Uh GTA five for PC the fourteenth. Hmm. Anything else? Assassin's Creed Chronicles China the twenty first. And uh Shadowrun Chronicles Wait, Mar- Mario Kart DS comes out for the Wii U. Really? Yeah, yeah Mario... I'm looking at that. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. That's interesting. Yeah, Mario Kart DS for the Wii U on April 23rd. So that's if you want more Mario Kart. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, that uh, there's some a couple more things to look into, uh, look forward to, I should say. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's gonna be it for our podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, you catch us on SoundCloud with SoundCloud.com/slash mash those buttons. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices. We are on Player.fm. We are on Pocket Casts. We are on uh, Twitter.com slash MTB site. You can catch us on Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons and YouTube.com slash Mash Those Buttons. That's, that's how you can get your Mash Cast and Mash Those Buttons all those places. Whatever you want. You can have it your way like Burger King. <laughs> So, well, like I said, thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a great, have a great week, everyone. Stay gray. <laughs> Later.